All right, Ambush, we are here with Hamilton, Ontario Roots artist, Mackenzie Lee Mayer. Mackenzie has recently released a freaking addictive brand new single entitled Dial Tone. We're going to dive into that and a few more things here today. But first, I want to know, how is your day going, Mackenzie? Hey, it's going awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, very, very much my pleasure. Very excited to dive into things today. And I, like I've said before we popped into here, the energy, ooh, it's, uh, it's definitely infectious. It definitely moves forward. It gets through. So I'm feeling it too. So I'm very excited. Oh, good. Yay. I'm happy to bring some positive energy to the day. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump on in feet first. So, of course, I'd love to lead a little bit of a foundation to lead up to this brand new single. So where I would like to start from is your debut EP, your last collection of songs there, which was entitled Dive Bar Diva, released in 2018. You had a little bit of a uh, duet track in 2019. Then there was a little bit of time between releases. So what exactly was that time? Were you taking time to hone your craft? Were there other factors? What was at play there? Ooh, um, yeah, you know what? It's it's honestly a lot of the first. I, I was taking a lot of time to kind of hone my craft. Um, I wanted to kind of really figure out what I wanted to say as an artist and how I wanted to say that. And I felt like that pause um, kind of really gave me the time to do that. Uh, that was kind of the number one reason, the number one two reason. <laughs> Because, of course, this pandemic that we're all kind of stuck in, um, I had stuff kind of in the works. And then the pandemic hit literally right before it was finished. And then that kind of no one was really sure what to do at the beginning of the pandemic. So we all just kind of it's like, OK, we'll just kind of stop this, I guess, for now. And so that added to the hiatus a little bit. But yeah, here we are. <laughs> mm, OK, so are you waiting to get inside of an actual studio then or? Uh, not anymore. Um you know, all of my stuff and bless technology is actually done right from my producer's house. And then he kind of sends it out to all of his players and they kind of do things from their house. Then they bring it back and then, yeah, and then he kind of makes magic out of that. So, uh, yeah, no studio for me for this release. It's very strange. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Oh, my. All right. So adapted, but adapting came naturally, thankfully, because the opportunity was there. Go technology. Go technology. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. So over the time that you were sort of honing your sound, at that same time, did you sort of know that you wanted to come back? Because anyone who's listened to like come back with like sort of more production, I guess I should say there, because anyone who's listened to your sound uh, for Dive Bar Diva, it's sort of got like what I would call like a saloon house sort of folk sound to it, where like some people would call it maybe a little more acoustic. So the newer tracks, though, definitely have a little more oomph to them. Was that something you wanted to bring? Um, Definitely, but didn't know how on my own, I guess I would say. So my newer stuff um, is produced by Jeff Dalziel. He's, uh, oh my God, he's he's very well credited, but I think most recently, like he's one of the CCMA producers of the year. I think his last date was 2019. I'm going to hopefully not mess up that fact. <laughs> but he's he's really um, paid his dues as far as production goes. And my first EP was self-produced. So I kind of know what instruments I want, but I definitely do not know how to make that beautiful kind of production sound that 
you hear it a lot of that modern country stuff. So I'm like, when I thought I wanted to bring good songs to the higher level, I thought I would go outside of my own production and get some uh, mainstays working on my stuff. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. So you got to work with someone who's got quite the uh, resume to their background there. So you also mentioned you've worked as a producer. So were there some things that you were maybe able to pick up in the studio while you were there? You know what? Yeah, it was it was really nice to watch Jeff do his thing because I mean, he just knows what to do. Like this, like everything is supernatural to him. And so it was nice to be able to be like, oh, like, uh, what was that thing you did there? That, that sounds really cool. And then he would kind of talk about it. So it was nice to be like, oh, well, maybe I'll like put that in my back pocket and see if I could try and do that if I ever produce myself again. <laughs> Fold it up nice and tight. Hold on to it. <laughs> just sitting there with a notepad. Oh, yeah. No, the song sounds great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just writing notes about the song. Uh- <laughs> oh it's fantastic awesome well it's always good to be able to have a good team around you to help to unlock things so that you can also focus on the songs themselves too yes yes and that that was part of the reason too is it's nice to be just the artist and kind of think about what the artistic goal is and let someone else kind of assist in the production goals and the sound goal i guess i would say All right. All right. So now that we've talked a little bit about the studio experience that leads us to these tracks, let's jump into the tracks themselves. So, of course, before we get to Dial Tone, in 2020, we got our first taste of this new era of Mackenzie Lee Mayer with Before You. So tell us a little bit behind about this track and what it means to you. Yeah, um, definitely very different from Dial Tone for those who've heard it. I'm going to say like a complete 180, but um, Before You is my love ballad. Um, admittedly, the song was not a first, at first a love song. It was at first kind of like an anti-love song. Like I'm not getting what I needed a love. And then I brought it to my friend Lizzie Lyon, who's the co-writer on this tune. And she said, hey, like, listen. And she knew my stuff. Um, but she's like, Mackenzie, like you could not put out another sad song. I'm sorry. Like we're going to flip this. Like all these lyrics are good. We just have to flip them the opposite way. And then they're going to be, it's going to be a love song. I'm like, oh yeah, we can just kind of switch some stuff around. And that ended up turning it into a love song. And it's kind of like a, for those who haven't heard it, like a slow kind of vibey ballad love song, um, with some backing production behind it, I guess I would say, cause Jeff worked his magic on that one too. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how before you got to, I guess, from zero to where it is now. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I like how your friend sort of tells you, or is like, you know, there's an- another entire like half to this, right? <laughs> it's like, you don't, you know, you don't have to be sad all the time, right? Like that's, yeah. No, Lizzie's awesome. She's, she's super blunt in the best way. And honestly, I love writing with her. <laughs> awesome. For that reason. Beautiful, beautiful. And you also got to uh, release a music video for this track as well, which is uh, very lovely, I must say. And I love the lighting in it specifically. Yeah. So take us a little bit behind the MV and how it was created. Yeah. um, Well, I knew that I wanted to do... So I guess stepping back here, I hired my friends from Roadhouse Productions to kind of co-produce and obviously film this video for me. Um, And the song, for those who haven't heard it, is kind of like a back and forth between being with some the person you love, you're going to be with your soulmate and being with that person before them who isn't and isn't delivering in the same way that you need. Um, 
And so I really wanted to highlight that kind of back and forth, what these kind of mundane, simple situations are like with the right person and what they're like with the wrong person. And you kind of talked about the lighting and to make that really obvious. So it didn't look like this. It was kind of like the same scenes blended together. I wanted really vibrant, colorful lighting. So we kind of went yellows and happy colors for the good scenes and then blues and kind of like didn't dark scenes for the sad stuff and uh yeah roadhouse productions like really really brought kind of what i was thinking to life and yeah if you haven't checked out the video go check it out because i am so stoked with how it turned out Mm -hmm. and if those who are watching haven't checked it out they most definitely should because it is a very good balance and i mean it is um it's very true in life too where you might end up with the wrong person and sometimes they can ruin experiences for you and you're like oh, I want to avoid this, I want to avoid this, even if you're with a new person. But that new person can end up creating an entirely new world and opening it up to you where you're like, oh, this is what this could have been? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. It's And and I'm trying to highlight in the song that's like not the big situations that really make a big difference with the right person. It's like the small, boring stuff, right? Like, washing the dishes or just kind of like going through your day-to-day stuff like that's the stuff that matters when you have the right person it's not the big stuff (laughs) very very true because of course you have to be able to live with someone so (laughs) (laughs) yes you do (laughs) very important to be able to do that and of course when it comes to meeting someone sometimes as well sometimes we meet some people who are maybe aren't exactly the greatest, maybe a little monotonous, maybe sometimes sound a little bit like a uh, dial tone is what exactly I'm getting from this new track here. So take us a little bit behind this new, this new song. <laughs> yes, it's a definite 180 from Before You about meeting the wrong people. That's for sure. Um, dial tone, uh, for those who haven't heard it, is not about the sound a phone makes. <laughs> It's about, it's kind of a slang for dull, boring, or uninteresting person, i.e. John has all the personality of a dial tone. Um, And it kind of also is slang for ignorant jerk, for lack of a better term. Um, And yeah, and that's kind of what this song is about. I have run into some people in my life that really (laughs) kind of boil my blood talking to them and make me or force me into conversations that I wish I could kind of just hang up on and uh yeah i guess i had enough and i had to kind of put it out on paper and that's how dial tone was born (laughs) oh i'm sure there's a few people who can definitely connect with that uh vibe as well i hope it's not just me (laughs) (laughs) sadly i don't think it is (laughs) okay i mean i wish but yes i don't think so you're right (laughs) (laughs) oh but yes definitely also as you mentioned a uh very much different in terms of the energy of the track as well very much a pop vibe a lot of like a little bit of rock in there maybe too yeah it's it's got its moments where it's definitely kind of punching through like rock does but you're right it's it's definitely a big move to more of that pop country influence which for this song we really wanted to kind of emphasize just because it's so sassy and fun so Definitely, definitely fits the vibe. So going forward, are you sort of going to be exploring various types of genres with other music too, since that's sort of what we've gotten the taste of in your last two tracks? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm always trying to kind of grow as an artist or not trying to, I'm just kind of allowing myself to grow as an artist. 
And I'm, I'm finding that I am kind of heading more towards that kind of poppy mainstream country. For those who checked out my debut EP, Die for Diva, it really is like a roots ballad EP. And the stuff that's coming out of me now is not that. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to kind of force anything on to me that's no longer me. And I'm kind of just, yeah, heading a bit in, I guess, a different direction from the stuff that I used to put out. Awesome. Well, I think that it suits you very well, even the sassy attitude and all. So are we getting a uh, visual aspect to Dial Tone itself? Ooh, we are actually getting a little music video to Dial Tone. (laughs) We actually, so funny, just finished recording it uh, last weekend. So it's literally in its baby steps. uh, Roadhouse Productions, who I've hired again for this one. Is still working on it, but you should be able to expect to see it very soon. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Well, the video is still coming on its way. The song has been out for about two weeks now. So what has the reception been like to the audio side of this world? You know what? Um, it's been really great. And I was kind of, I wasn't super sure about this one just because it's so different from the rest of my stuff. And I think as all artists are, it's kind of like, you're putting out something to the world. You're like, oh, are people going to like it? Um, but the reception's been awesome. I think people really like those kind of like sassy tunes that they kind of relate to really well. And I think Dial Tone does that for a lot of people, <laughs> even though I wish people didn't have to go through something like that. But it's been really, really nice uh, to get messages from people just being like, hey, this, this song's awesome. Like, I love this song. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It always it makes being an artist a little more easier, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm, for sure. it's uh, We write our own experiences, but it's always good to know other people can take things from our music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. And of course, you have also had the opportunity to recently return to the live stage to play some of these songs, these new songs for the audience where they can actually react in person right away how has that been like (laughs) i forgot what that was like (laughs) but you're right you know it's the pandemic's been so funny my two both my new singles i guess you i would call them were both pandemic releases so it's been a bit of a weird navigation being like oh here's my single come watch this live stream for the first time (laughs) but yeah it's it's been really really nice to be able to get back to that live performing and being able to see genuinely how people are reacting to to really vibe off of an audience. Um, I have missed that so much. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to see kind of how my singles are doing in real life, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then just to be able to dance across that stage as well has probably got to feel pretty dang good. Oh, yeah. That's honestly like I, you kind of forget how much you miss performing until you go back to perform and you're like, oh, you're right. This is what this is what I was supposed to do. <laughs> but yes, dancing across that stage. Ah, I miss that. It feels so good to be back. Uh, well, I'm glad you have that opportunity. And from what I could see from your social media, you still have a few shows coming up in October and in the future, too. So hopefully all stays well. Those can continue to go and you get some nice big crowds to come and rock out to these new tracks. Yes. Fingers crossed that I know. I hope we're not jinxing it that all these shows happen um and yes hopefully get some people out there and test out some new material oh yeah we're just gonna knock on wood really quickly and yeah (laughs) (laughs) and hopefully the crowds come out have a good time oh yeah and of course we are in the last quarter of 2021 here so what exactly does 
the rest of 2021 hold here, the future hold for Mackenzie Lee Mayer, without giving away too many secrets? Ooh, well, without giving away too much, I definitely have new music in the works that is kind of in its baby stages right now that all goes well. I'm going to be releasing in 2022. Um, And not just one song, but I'm actually putting together a little EP. So if you are on my socials, stay tuned for some drops of that and some new music for me in the new year. (laughs) Well, they should definitely go ahead and follow you on social media to stay up to date. I'll place those links down in the description in both the audio and the video version to this show and i have had a blast chatting here so far mackenzie i have one last question are you ready for it Ooh, i don't know whenever people start questions like that makes me nervous but i'm here (laughs) all right so we have discussed your growth as an artist growing into more production into a little bit more of tackling more topics with your songwriting as well sort of growing that way growing as a producer all of these things and what i would like to know now is over the last two years here how has this time how have these things helped you grow as a person or what have they taught you about yourself Ooh, this is a very good question and i'm gonna have to think a little bit about this um for sure having this i guess i would say time off um, from reality almost, (laughs) um, has been a really great opportunity to kind of pursue some creative endeavors that I wouldn't have had time for in the normal world, just because as artists, especially indie artists, we are are doing all of our own stuff. So I'm also always caught doing emails. I'm always caught booking shows. I'm always caught trying to plan stuff for the future. So sometimes, and it's really unfortunate, but some of the creative stuff kind of gets put on the back burner because there's so much to do just for the present stuff. And um, yeah, when when that was no longer an option to do any of that present stuff, it really made room for creativity, which is why I've been so lucky to kind of be able to keep releasing music and have new ideas and grow as an artist because I just had that window. Um, yeah, so that's been really cool. What have I learned about myself? Um, <laughs> I learned about myself. It's almost like goes opposite to what I just said. Um, that if I don't have anything to do, I don't do anything. (laughs) I work so much better when I'm busy. I get stuff done better. Um, So it was was funny the first half of this pandemic trying to kind of navigate the motivation to do do the work I needed to, um, which eventually I figured out, but I kind of laughed because I'm like, wow, like I, when I have nothing to do or no deadlines, I just kind of do my thing. So... (laughs) I figured it out now, releasing some music. But yeah, that was the biggest thing I learned about myself for sure. (laughs) Some very important lessons there for sure. And yes, I think many of us were faced with that. Whereas like, oh, it's there's just nothing happening. I guess I'll just do nothing, even though there's things to do. (laughs) Sure. Why not? Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'm like, I better not be the only person for that one. Oh, once again, I'm pretty sure you're not. Okay. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. I have had a blast here today. So thank you so much, Mackenzie, for joining me here today on the DTP. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. It's such a treat to get to be here. 
O.M. Posh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the DTP. Here with me, your host, Colton G., as well as our guest here today, Mackenzie Lee Mayer. And you can find Mackenzie's brand new track, Dial Tone, as well as the rest of her catalog over on your favorite music streaming service. While you're there, you might as well hit follow and you might as well go ahead and follow Mackenzie over on social media as well. So you can stay up to date with upcoming concert dates, new music, all of the fun stuff that is going to be coming your way from Mackenzie Lee Mayer. And with that, we have to give Mackenzie a final roaring DTP. Thank you for joining us here today. We need to thank the amazing Jamie from over at Strata Entertainment for setting the conversation up. We need to thank German, the audio wizard at YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. And one last time, we need to thank you, the Ambush. If you've yet to join with the Am, what are you waiting for? It's as easy as hitting the subscribe button on the podcast a listening app you're using right now. If you've already gone ahead and done that, you can also help the show grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, by heading on over to deserttigermerch.com to copy yourself something to represent and support the show. The best part is, looking is free. It's deserttigermerch.com. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your roar. Then let it on out into the world and let them know just how powerful, wondrous, and beautiful you and your roar are because you are all of these things and so much more. And until next time, bye-bye, Am. The Desert Tiger Podcast.